welcome to finally week one of college football, and a Big Ten team has finally scored a touchdown. <laughs> Literally, as we were starting to host this, Nebraska has a trick play to finally get the first oh, touchdown of the Big Ten season here. That's what it took to get a touchdown for the Big Ten. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so our our newest member, Dave. First off, how are you doing today, man? Pretty good. Um, just hanging out, ready to see what it, being on a pod is like. I guess. So. <laughs> oh, your <laughs> dreams are coming true. <laughs> Especially Life definitely. That's for damn sure. Uh, well, long time listener, first time caller. So. <laughs> well, we'll see how you do because otherwise we might make you hang up. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So, for, first thing I got to ask you speaking of that, uh, the first uh, touchdown of the season, uh, who do you hate more, Minnesota or Nebraska? Uh, Nebraska with ease. Oh. Oh, well, then I won't tell you who scored that touchdown then. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Minnesota's likable. Yeah. <laughs> If yeah, they didn't have P.J. Be, Fleck, yeah. they have, like, P.J. Fleck is basically Diet Deion Sanders. True. <laughs> yeah, but, but Trent, imagine you ha- had a team that told you to row a boat for eight years. I bet you'd be pretty damn sick of it, too. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Look at me. That's that's what well, it is. I have I've, I've, uh uh, one of my interns uh, play, plays for Iowa State, and he said he did a he, – he has some – Friends that went to Minnesota, and he's just heard some. For PJ Fleck, the the whole row the boat thing, it's not as uh, all uh, tip top as what you think. He's kind of an asshole. It sounds like, mm. which shocker. Shock. He's an asshole. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get over that uh, breaking news that I already yeah. have a sneaking oh, yeah. suspicion about. But yeah, he, he was just. But he told me he's like, yeah, you know, he has this clean image, and all. he's just not, no, just an asshole and. Asking kids like, "Oh, you're still here?" Like shocked that there's kids that didn't transfer out or something, you know. So, <laughs> so just keep rolling that boat, kid. Just keep yep. rolling that boat. Yep. But, so, well, so, sorry because I, I guess knowing that you hate Nebraska, this is going to be a terrible first trivia question for you, Dave. But how many uh, how many people attended the Nebraska volleyball match yesterday that set a new world record for? Uh, I saw this earlier. Sport? I know the answer. Yeah, I know it too. <laughs> well, let's hear it then. What's the answer? 92,003. Three. Good thing those three people showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I always think, like, what an odd, like, I mean, obviously, no, it's a specific number. Yeah, I thought yeah. 92,003. What? Okay. So, what was the other world? What was the old world, world record? Was it like 89,999? Uh, it, it, yeah. I mean, they beat it. It was, uh, they cleared it pretty significantly. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, they beat it by three people <laughs> and we're all good now. But um, that was a pretty cool scene, though. I mean, for a volleyball game in the middle of the football field, that's pretty cool. Well, it's the Previous only thing that's world- relevant right now for Nebraska. So the volleyball team it- scored more points than the football team will this year, <laughs> probably in that stadium. I mean, they actually have more titles since the 90s, too. So Yeah, exactly. Nebraska is a volleyball school. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, previous record for women's uh, sports attendance, uh, April 22nd of last year in Barcelona, Spain, a Champions League match between uh, FC Barcelona, Barcelona, if you want to be specific, in Wolfsburg, uh, 90, uh, 91-648. Uh, so they beat it by about what 500? 500. 400? So not, not as much, but 
So this yeah. wasn't just the record for volleyball. This was w- just women's sports. Yeah, women's sports. Oh, wow. Cool. So, yeah, no, I would say that easily going to be the biggest uh, women's match until uh, until they just have Caitlin Clark Day in Iowa City and everyone's going to fill Kinnick Stadium. Yeah, that's gonna that'd be pretty sweet to see though. What's Kinnick? Well, seventy thousand. Yeah, seventy seventy two. So mm-hmm. they're gonna have to get about nineteen thousand people out on the field. Oh, mm-hmm. they'll standing, get standing standing room only. <laughs> I think they don't they have a match in Kinnick here coming up. The women's basketball team does. Yeah, and so I don't yep. know who they're who they're uh, playing. All right, I think it's like. It's some northeast school, I thought, but the but uh, Caitlin's going to be. I mean, they're playing a women's basketball game in Kinnick, like specifically for this type of event. Yeah, here. yeah. So I would say so. Sorry about it being a uh, about a women's basketball. It's gonna they're going to play DePaul at Kinnick Stadium. So hopefully it's not okay. chilly, but I have a hard time seeing that record being broke. I mean that that is ninety two thousand yeah. people. That's insane, man. Yeah, for sure. So, but with a, uh, I would say now, now that uh, college football actually is officially back, here's the other question that that's a little more relevant to uh, what we typically talk about here. Um, so, Bryce is going to play at Texas this weekend, and if you're not familiar with the journey, JT Daniels has transferred um, to four different schools, and somehow he's into playing at Texas at three of them. I want you to name the three quarterbacks or the three colleges he's played at Texas. Uh, kind of one. Well, yeah, I, would say, I guess I gave away one. I don't know if I, well, Rice obviously, but Georgia. Yep. Well, he didn't. He didn't play at Texas, but he he came okay. from Georgia. That's two. So okay, so he played for Georgia, but didn't play Texas when he was at Georgia. Correct. Yeah, but the other two okay. he has played at Texas. Did he? I, West Virginia. West Virginia. So Rice, West Virginia. Is it an? It's got to be a non-conference game, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know where Who else is he it's played. In the Pac-12. What's that? It's in the Pac-12. Was it one of the four remaining schools in the Pac-12, or one school that's exiting the Pac-12? Uh, one of the perpetrators had <laughs> left early. <laughs> Washington? <laughs> no, uh, and say it's it, it was USC. He it, that was. Oh, the, uh, I didn't know it was one. at USC. Okay. But I thought that was absolutely insane when I saw this tweet by Sicko's committee that, or I, I guess sorry on three sports, but um, he's played Texas at three different schools. I I was pretty lazy. I forgot to look up what his record was playing those three schools. But I mean, what the hell are the odds? Not only that he's allowed to transfer four times or um, I guess transfer three times, but how the hell does he end up playing Texas every single time? You know, quick look up Texas non-con for next year. See who he's going to be playing for. I can narrow it down to three schools. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And say he's probably on his COVID year. So now he's got to get the, like the medical red shirt uh, for his sixth year senior stuff. Let's see, Texas. Let's look at their schedule for the 2024 season. Oh, it's not on ESPN. Come on. No, you, you got to look up. F- it's like FBS scheduler, but yeah. yeah you, 
<laughs> I would say he. I. It's so weird when you look at like a JT Daniels situation like that because his hasn't been. I. I don't believe his has been medical. He's just been allowed to transfer three three different times and it's been accepted every time. But then Iowa State has that uh, women's basketball player who's injured eleven games in and doesn't get the extension. Yeah, I think we even complained about this last week. But I think we did. I'm saying it's just insane that there's the the NCA is so inconsistent on this. You know. I okay. Here it is. I forgot. It really threw me off when I saw Texas has four non-con games next year. But I forget they're in the SEC next year, so it does make yeah. sense. Uh, Colorado State. Michigan, UTSA, and University of Louisiana Monroe. So narrowed it down to those four schools where JT Daniels will be playing next year. You heard it here on Amateur UTSA. Hour. UTSA. UTSA. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's actually it's good. Uh, l- l- listening to that, usually it's like I'm about to shit on them. I mean, they might play two ranked teams. UTSA could very well be ranked, and, uh, and Michigan. Michigan for sure will. Harbaugh probably won't be there, but Michigan will be ranked. Yeah, rumor is he's gone after this year. Yeah, right. he's been flirting with it, man. But it, it, he he wants to buy his kids just some cheeseburgers. That's all he wants to do. And the NCAA is being meany, so <laughs> some, some he, dried up chicken tendies. He, he's probably out of there at this point. <laughs> but uh, um, so la- with last week, week zero. I mean, there's there's probably like two, maybe three games even worth watching. Yeah. Um, did you guys? How many games did you guys watch? And were, do you have any overreactions for last week? I don't think anything surprising I happened. I usually don't watch week zero. Yeah. I just kind of, I just wait till the Hawkeye start. You you want to be on the college football podcast? And you don't watch week zero like your life depends on it, Dave. Jeez. Nope. Oh. Brian's had his football I, boner on all summer, and week zero gets here and finds out somebody doesn't watch his. No, I don't do week zero unless it's like a huge game. You know, like if it was like a early on, like an early super ranked team, yeah, I'd watch it. But most of the time, no. Yeah, I didn't turn on uh, Notre Dame and uh, Navy Navy until it was the third quarter. That game was out of hand already. It was it was really weird. So like they did game day like normal. They blew Alabama and Texas, and then the show ended, and then it started like a high school football game. And I was like, oh shit, maybe it's on like it's on NBC. No, they did game day at the same time, but they didn't kick the game off until one thirty, and yeah. game day was done at eleven. So yeah. like for two and a half hours, I don't have a college football fix. Yeah, no college football was on till one thirty. Yeah, so it, yep. if I had one complaint about Week Zero, I could care about uh, less about crappy matchups. But that that was absolutely asinine. Like, how did you not either play the high school game and then have game day beforehand? Why was it so scheduled so damn weird at that point? Yeah, it's not like they had a full slate of games that they needed to cut to. So why? Yeah, why wasn't game day just started like two and a half hours later? So it yep. matched up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you had, you had seven games, and a bunch of them were bunched up later in the day. But it's what it is. Again, college football is back. I shouldn't be complaining too much here. But um, yeah. if I have you, one well, – So, ahead. I guess my over – I guess if you want an overreaction, uh, I don't think yeah. USC is as good as they're hyped right now. Um, yes. Their offense – I mean, scored 56 points, but they started really slow, and their defense is not good. Like they were had these linebackers that were highly touted and supposed to be really good, and uh, San Jose State scored on them. 
Mm-hmm. Did you catch any of it, Dave? I saw some of that on my phone. That's how I pay attention to some of my stuff nowadays. <laughs> is my phone. Uh, I do. I do think that you. I would agree with Trent, though. I just from what I saw on my phone going on throughout the day, it, was, it seemed like they were very sl- like slow, probably overhyped. You know, it was just mm-hmm. very strange. I think the Pac-12 is going to be a gauntlet, and USC has all the preseason hype. But, man, it, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, San Jose State, there's there's nothing wrong with them. I guarantee they probably have a, a decent team out there. But when you're USC and you're ranked sixth, you're supposed to be shutting that type of team down. And when they score, I think it was 21 points, wasn't it? I, I mean, it some 26 of those... to – or, yeah, oh, shoot, I just had it. 20. 26 to 56, something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, you're allowing multiple touchdowns, and that's been the case with all of Lincoln Riley's teams. It's prolific offenses. His quarterbacks win Heisman's, and his defense does not tackle, and they and they keep opponents in games and keep the momentum going for them. I hear the tackling part is uh, pretty crucial to football. <laughs> he Hold should on. probably coach that. Let me look that up. In the that. Yeah. Can, can, you fact, can you fact check that for me, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, that's the one thing. If, if our two schools are ever going to criticize people, it's you got to play some goddamn good defense. You know, yeah. you can have all the offense in the world, but if you're going to allow a touchdown and give your defense no break or, uh, you know, no breaks, I mean, what the hell is the point? So, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the only other overreaction and just me being an Iowa State homer, of course, uh, we're going to smoke Toledo, man. Toledo couldn't do anything versus San, uh, Ohio? San Diego State. What's that? Ohio? Yeah, the Ohio Bobcats. You said Toledo. Oh, oops, my bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to smoke Ohio. They're both in the same state. It's And it's Iowa same. State plays them about every other year, too, so <laughs> you're yeah. forgiven. Well, Isn't that where uh, Matt Campbell came from? Uh, Ohio? Yeah, he came from yeah. Toledo. Toledo. Oh, Toledo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Uh, I don't know why – I know why. But, like, God, it absolutely sucks when you're looking at non-conference schedules. We got to play at Ohio. We got to go to at Tulane in, like, six years or something. How many – like – We have to go to Arkansas State and like, oh, that was – sorry, that was the one. Yeah, as well. Like, what the I, fuck I, are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to play I, the I, Red Wolves? What's that? You don't want to go play the Red Wolves of Arkansas State? Not at the Red Bulls. Still... Yeah, come to Ames. Come on. <laughs> we we got to get we got to get into that uh, Arkansas pipeline. Apparently, I, Pine Bluffs. That is where the talent uh, just surging out of there. I mean, if we're to play on the road non-conference outside of Iowa, let's go play in the Unidome. If we're gonna play Northern Iowa every year, let's just get a home and home with them. <laughs> oh God, I was I was gonna jokingly say, uh, where the where the hell is North Dakota State at? Is that Bismarck or North Dakota Fargo? State's in Fargo? Come up okay. to Brookings yeah, and play South Dakota State. Fuck it, Let, let's go <laughs> we might play. Lose. We might lose. <laughs> let's go play at the Colorado School of the Mines. Come on, let, let's just really get weird with it. But no, I would say I I I don't know, man. Week zero, like we said, nothing special about it other than college football's back. No real. Oddly enough, the biggest game was on the Pac-12 network, and no one really even could watch it other than highlights. So, I watched it. But after seeing the final <laughs> score, I can see why they wanted to uh, why they wanted to hide that game away. Yeah. But 
Uh, I'm trying to say, I'm sorry. I was just checking. U- Utah's still beating the shit out of Florida here. I what, what are you drinking, Dave? You're drinking a swarm. I am. Ha! <laughs> Ooh. I do kind of want to try that. I heard it. Brian says it's pretty good. good. And I like a, what is it? A, is it a gold nail or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. Gold nail. It's yeah. Good. So, the swarms are pretty, the, are the swarms are pretty good. I, I've been, I, I follow the, we will collective for the Ames logger. And I've been on a mad dash to like anytime or Westo beer on Twitter. And they'll post, people will post where they've been finding it. And people are buying it by the, the case. Like a six pack is like $12 and they're buying six, six packs at a time. And I cannot find this fucking beer other than clone fest, which is fine. That clone fest is good too. But like, it, it's amazing how much these beers are. People are going fucking bananas over them. Yeah, I haven't found any of them because, yeah, I live in Sioux Falls. I stopped at uh, the High V and checked the High V Wine and Spirits in Sioux Falls for any of them. Figuring, you know, West O's and Okaboji, it's only an hour away. Mm-hmm. Nah, nothing. Drive, drive halfway to Rock Rapids, maybe you'll find it there. Yeah, never know. Yeah, you're you're just gonna have to stop at Westo and grab some, man. Yeah, get a growler it, of it or something. Maybe Will Liquors has it. They've got everything. What what did you say? Will Liquors? Will Liquors. It's liquors. Oh, it's a liquors. huge. Yeah, it, we, it's Willie Liquors. I got you. That sounds oh. worse. Willie oh, Liquors. Will, yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's just what. <laughs> no, that's just what we call it. <laughs> it sounds like a, you're you're in fifth grade and you're making fun of your buddy, calling him a Willie Liquor. Yeah. It's, it's Will Lickers, but we call it Willy Lickers. Okay, all right. Sorry, I had a t- double take on that one here. So let's move on before we we derail it super early here. Um, speaking of USC and everything else, Caleb Williams, guys, uh, he doesn't want to play in uh, NCAA uh, 2024. He's only getting paid $500 for his name, image, likeness. Doesn't think that's good enough. What do you think? I mean, Ooh. I... I yeah, I put it in here. I'm like, whatever. His NIL is worth like 2.6 million, according to on3.com. So $500 to him is nothing. And if he's going to be the cover athlete, I yeah. think he deserves a little bit more than 500 bucks. I don't, well, I don't, I think that's the 500 is for just. To be Being in the in game, it. yeah. I guarantee, if you're the cover athlete, you're you're getting more than that. But yeah, and I know I, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of athletes in this game, and five hundred dollars a piece adds up when you have all these athletes. But you know, it's kind of like EA. It's like, ah, we're paying these guys. You know, we're pat yourself on the back. It's uh, so I can see why they're gonna make more money off of him than. You know, and, and like I said, that two point six million five hundred is nothing. Yeah, the, the I was just looking up the figure. So EA is paying out right now, currently, upwards of five million dollars for the five hundred dollars per player in every single one. Mm-hmm. I don't know to what level they'll play. I would assume you'd get down potentially to FCS. I don't know. They they might just do the FCS Northeast and and stuff again to I don't know save on NAL. I'm not really sure, but um. Yeah, I mean, five hundred for the average guy. I think everyone, every player, player I would assume is going to do it. I just don't. I, I would think like the long term of how many classes before me didn't have this privilege on or whatever you want to call it, and I could be paid, and I'm in a, a damn video game, you know. 
Yeah. No, I said I said boo hoo about it, but I also look at it as the same way. Like, like that's what they're giving you. Take it. Like, you're gonna be on a video game. Like, <laughs> you're right, Matthews. He's gonna get that. Uh, he's it. got that second place ribbon for the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> he's gonna have that instead of his uh his NIL check from from EA for that. That's what you get for losing a two lane. Oh, that I, I'm. And again, how'd they lose that game? Defense. Again, defense and special teams. Christ, mm-hmm. if that if we hadn't learned that in the last few years, how important that's gonna be, then I, I don't know, man. So apparently, apparently that that oh, I wonder if chat overlay is only YouTube comments. Because that one oh. came from Facebook. Ah. We're learning. Yeah. Let's learn on the fly. Oh man, we're gonna lose all our sponsor money. Is <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by, by the way, Dave, you're not getting paid, and we do this for the love of the game. I, I think I forgot to mention that. There will be no check in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> so don't, don't stand by the mailbox tomorrow looking for it. That's a waste of time. Oh, fuck. So, well, we'll, we'll I'll say, well, we'll keep moving on here, man. Um, you know, go, going into the uh, – Going into the season here, I would say we're going to have a, a few predictions going into it. Um, you know, the the biggest one, I think, in the preseason everyone's looking. Other than, you know, and we'll talk about conference winners and, and stuff, but um, Heisman. I mean, I, I think that's the biggest one right now, and we might as well just stay on the Caleb Williams train until it kind of derails here. Um, obviously, he could be the, I believe, uh, Archie Griffin. I know he won twice. I don't believe it was our – he wouldn't won back-to-back, correct? He won back-to-back, yes. Yeah. So Caleb Williams could be the second in, you know, the next back-to-back Heisman winner. It's basically him versus the field. I mean, do you guys have any clear favorites that you're looking at right now? Uh, I mean, uh, Jaden Daniels, LSU. Mm -hmm. He's up there. Um, The top one out of the Big 12 is Quinn Ewers. Shocker. I heard half of that from connection issues. He said one of your people had issues, but... Uh, from the Heisman mm-hmm. picks him. I think uh, the guy from uh, Texas, like you're, I can't Quinn remember Ewers. how to pronounce that guy's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quinn Ewers. I think he's got, like if they can do really well, I think he can get it. And then I actually wrote down a dark horse. I think uh, Drake May from uh, North Carolina. Like if they have a really good year this year, I think he could be up way up there too. Yeah, I can't believe he's not. Oh yeah, there yeah there he is. He's plus eighteen hundred. So yeah, he's way down there. So I always find it insane on these lists though, because again, this is Caleb Williams to lose here. Yeah, like Drake May is plus eighteen hundred. Drake May has had an established last couple of years at UNC, and we know what he can do. The backup at Georgia last year and their starter this year, Carson Beck, who has not played any, has the exact same odds, just because he's the quarterback at at Georgia. Yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's kind of the same thing at Ohio state and Alabama. Oh, Kyle McCord there plus 2,500, the same odds as everyone's consensus. Number two pick next year, Marvin Harrison doesn't even matter what team has the same exact odds because he's the quarterback at Ohio state. And it cuts off before, yeah. but uh, same thing with the Alabama quarterback. He has better odds than so many extra starters or uh, established starters across the country just because he's Alabama's quarterback. And I don't blame him. It, it's just always funny that how how the odds are skewed just in that favor. Yeah. And you see uh, 
Marvin Harrison Jr. on here as a wide receiver. It's like, mm-hmm. what kind of numbers is he going to have to put? This is a quarterback award. Let's be real. Yeah. What would he like, have to do to win it? I mean, if you're if you're looking at 14 games a year or this year, if they make it all the way to the Big Ten championship, does 100 yards? I mean, let's say 1400 yards and. I mean, that's a hundred four at fourteen hundred yards. That's hundred yard average. Ten touchdowns. Well, I think I think you'd have to have more. But the crazy thing is with how well yeah. he's hyped up. I know he's going to get double team man, but like you're 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 it's Ohio State. You're going to have plenty of weapons around him. You can't necessarily double him every time, even though he's the best player. Mm-hmm. I mean, fourteen hundred and fourteen touchdowns, hundred and one. That is, everyone thinks that that would be easy peasy, man. I mean, if he's pushing 17, 1800 yards, and I don't know how many touchdowns he'd have, but I mean, honestly, of all these players, I think Caleb will go to New York no matter what. I I think he's just automatically there. I think Marvin Harrison's at least for sure one of the three or four that's invited. I I think he just has an amazing year. And I think just because they don't want to have it all quarterbacks and. I don't know, man. Consent, like I said, I think it's he's consensus number two, no matter what, in the NFL draft. Nice. Um, but we already we talked about this off the air. We already know who's going to be picking number one now uh, after cutting um, their quarterback, the Cardinals, and they're just going to suck for Caleb Williams. So Col- Colt McCoy, yeah, they they, yeah. Lost, they cut him. Lost old Colt. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know, man. I would say, it, it, you know, you know, it's been a while since we, when we had to really think of like how long it's been since Colts been at Texas. And that was the last time they won the damn conference, man. Yeah. That's crazy to think. It's but, been that long. Yeah. Wow. They win it on paper every year, though. They're undefeated. That's true. Uh, it's that's very I, true. I, I, yeah. I get recruiting is, is very important because it is. Hey, when you get that blue chip, when you're getting these blue chip prospects, why do you think Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, why do you think these schools are in it every single year? It is astounding how much blue chip talent, they, uh, blue chip prospects they get. And they still make the NFL, but they can't create a, a playoff. Iowa State's been more relevant in the playoff picture th- these last three, four years than Texas has. Th- that That's embarrassing, man. Mm-hmm. Texas is back. There it is. Well, I, who, who the hell was the one that said that? Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Sam Ellinger said it once, so it, it's got to be true, man. Yeah, after they won like the <laughs> Sugar Bowl or something. Dude, uh, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> – I don't know, man. I, I would say as much as I want to shit them, I remember when we were thinking we were back, number seven in the preseason poll a couple years ago, and uh, we, we saw how that one turned out. Triple so. overtime versus you and I. God. Do not say that, man. That I, I have been thinking that all damn week is yeah. when they're out of conference, and, and, it, and it's bad. I, I think anyone that's outside of Iowa State go and and Iowa, I, they've given you guys trouble a few times as well. But everyone's going, it's the FCS school in the in your state that that should be a gimme. It's like they have a, a, a fairly you know talented quarterback in Theo May as well as their coach has been there for 23 years. You don't coach at a school for over two decades if you don't know what the hell you're doing over there. Yeah. You know? So, but I'd say, well, if you guys are good with it, let's get into the games and we'll kind of do some season predictions, maybe some bold uh, 
bold picks here, but we'll start with the uh, at least the first one of our two for the uh, for the weekend here. Utah State they are twenty three and a half point underdogs now at Iowa on uh, on Saturday. Over under is going to be forty three points. Eleven o'clock FS one. Dave, I want you to start. What what are you thinking for the game here? I took I do not have any trust in this new uh, like stipulation contract that Ryan Ferentz has. So I'm taking the under. Like I'm just gonna be honest. Like, hey, you have to do this to do this. Like, I think that's just gonna make him go, well, let's see. How can I how can I still do the same offense? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And still score 25 points a game. Um, but yeah, I'm just taking the under on it because I do not, yeah. I don't what, what I don't do you, see you... I could say. I'm trying to do my math here. It's been a long day. Like a 21, <laughs> 10, <laughs> like pretty low game. 21, 10, but their defense so, will probably be the same. The defense, though, is going to be the same. So that's where uh, Iowa's going to do well. Absolutely. Uh, do, do you do you know how many starters you're you're bringing back from last year? Is it still a decent chunk of the last year's crew? Uh. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, I think there's a decent amount, but mm-hmm. not like a. But it's. I guess once I see how the stipulation contract goes, my faith will climb probably. But if it doesn't go well, it's just going to stay the same. Well, I I I don't want to disappoint you, man, but I uh, bet Utah State covering earlier in the week because first off, I got it at twenty five points. So it's able that, you know, I can see Iowa win in this thing 24-0, but I think I got to see Iowa score four full touchdowns before I believe that they're going to cover, you know, basically a three-and-a-half touchdown spread. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I was like, Iowa's defense is so good, they could cover this and still not get over the 25 that's uh, required out of Brian Ferentz. Well, and mm-hmm. exactly. I, I mean, and I know this is going to be the type of game where they are, uh, where they're really going to try and honestly build up their uh, pad the stats as much as they can. But I mean, we got to re- remember that you know Utah State—they're not—they weren't a joke last year. I mean, it, it's not like are, are they going to, you know, are they going to win the Big Ten West? No. But, I mean, they're going to compete. You know, they went to a bowl game. I mean, they lost. But, I mean, I they're just not going to be – no offense, I don't think they're going to be Nevada last year. Uh, I mean, it's I, – I just – I got to say, the other thing that it kind of worries me going into the Iowa – this Iowa game is, uh, is McNamara is starting. But it sounds like he's still rehabbing. And I'm just worried if any tweaks happen or if he's not 100% going into the game – you might be dealing with your backup quarterback as well, which is that terrible? Not the worst, but I mean, it's just the backup quarterback not getting as many reps in the week of practice going into a game that I don't think they're going to get, you know, much more creative than a vanilla offense. Yeah. I I think uh, with that rehabbing of that injury to McNamara is going to have, if it, if everything, so there's a lot of pressure and everything like that, you know, what 
you know, you don't know what could happen. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Matthew says your stipulation 12. contract makes things interesting. Yeah. Matthews, Iowa 12, Utah State 10. And I don't think anyone would be shocked at that. Yeah. <laughs> Very predictable. I'd be happy because it'd be a win, but it wouldn't shock me either. Not only would it be a win, but that would be a thrilling game. And Iowa wins off of a a, a safety. I mean, ten to ten in the fourth quarter, and they get yeah. a safety. It'd be I'm the most say, Iowa thing goal. ever. If if Iowa wins twelve to ten with a uh, less than a minute safety versus Utah State, uh, Kirk's going to cream his khakis. I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> that guy absolutely hates offense, and he loves winning ugly. Man. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah i don't know i i i i, say, I, I just got I, like i said i gotta see it man i i don't think there's gonna be too much fun in this one I, i'm not a big 10 fan you know so i'm not gonna love watching a defensive battle like that um but I, but iowa fans are used to it by now so so i think they're there it's going to be a good game oh, yeah. for you guys I, I don't think there's any way they lose that one but um <laughs> yeah I think the Iowa under for now is still going to be a solid bet until we see J or uh, not JJ uh, Cade. Mm-hmm. So, um, next game, and unfortunately we don't really have any lines because they don't do FCS games. I believe until the morning of. Um, but you and I at Iowa State, the bane of our existence, one o'clock on ESPN Plus here. Um, Trent, how are you feeling? Uh, I think Iowa State. I'm confident that they'll win. It's how they do it. Um, You know, we might be sweating out another overtime game. Um, It's just, it's so hard to know. We don't, I mean, we don't even know who's starting at quarterback. I I think they're going to give the nod to Beck. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to see three quarterbacks play. Um, Really? Yeah, the, um, JJ Cole, he'll get some reps, and then the, mm-hmm. um, the oh, they had a Chuco transfer that people are saying that he might be like the old uh, fourth and one, third and one bulldozer. Oh, uh, like the the belldozer from Oklahoma yes. a few years ago. Yeah, so it's it's so hard to say because we've we've lost so much because of this whole gambling thing our defense mm. is going to be elite mm. um but northern iowa's quarterback is supposed to be really good um and they you know they can always run the ball that's northern iowa's thing um mm. i still think iowa state wins it's just how it gets done i hope it's a no sweat game iowa state comes out and wins by 20 21 you know but I don't. I don't you see know it. that ain't happening. I don't man. see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the big thing that's going to indicate. I, I I was telling you before the pod. I think we're going to know exactly how this year is going to go by this game versus you and I, because you know we we've been we've seen them enough. They're no slouch team. If this line can get any push versus you and I, because if you if you looked at their uh, roster, they they posted their depth chart as well. I mean, they are. I mean, they they got some size at you and I. Now, I, I don't think they have the the depth on the depth chart to keep us yeah. uh, to I guess really keep up with with the size of our line. 
but I am just shocked at, um, I think we're going to be shocked at how well this line plays. I, I don't know, man. I Obviously, we're 0-0. I'm, I'm uh, buying into the Kool-Aid from Iowa State, but with our new offensive coordinator, where I think they're going to kind of let him loose oh. with how he's going to need to run this offense, as well as the, the line I, I posted on here, they're averaging 323 pounds. I think we're sixth in the country on the average size of our linemen. The uh, according to and you know as well you know as well as I do, every team inflates their numbers. To we did in high school, you know I oh I'm 200 pounds, 215. We all know they're inflated, but you know everyone's doing it. And if that number only Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M, Florida, and TCU have bigger linemen. And TCU's uh, average is skewed because have you guys seen the picture of that uh, 455 pound tackle? Yeah, yeah, he's like six five, I mean, four fifty five. I mean, that oh, wow. guy is skewing. Yeah, <laughs> look, just, just look, Dave, just look up TCU giant lineman, and you'll see <laughs> this guy is is a monster. Like I, I don't think he would have any conditioning to play this year. But if you have a frame, oh, yeah, he's Florida a freshman. had a guy like that last year. Yeah, freshman, four hundred and fifty-five pounds. Uh, that's incredible, man. Um, I heard on another podcast oh that yeah. Iowa State. Wow, that guy is—he's uh, huge. Yeah, oh, Iowa whoa. State's offensive line would be that the guy is eighth, huge. Would be the eighth <laughs> biggest offensive line in the NFL. Yeah, the like the eighth. Yeah, so. I don't know, man. I, I think we'll know pretty early. It sounds like this um, uh, the, this new offensive lineman coach. I mean, from what I've seen as well, there's tackles that are playing a guard. I mean, he's we had nothing that was to write home about on that team last year, uh, specifically the line. I think he's just doing anything and everything. I think we're going to see a bunch of rotations, especially in a game where you know not only we can use our depth to our advantage and kind of run you and I down because I think they they're going to play us tough. But I just think you're, they're going to have their top-tier talent, and then the backups are going to be, if they have to take a break, that's when we're going to be able to take advantage. Yep. But I'm, I'm looking at right now, th- their defensive line, 6'3", 243. Defensive tackle, 6'4", 317. Uh, another defensive tackle, 6'6", 261. And then DN, 6'5", 248. They got some decent size on that line. So like, like I said – yeah, and tall. You know, you, yeah. you can have a short, stocky guy, but when you got a six-six lineman in the middle that can swat down passes in the middle, I think we're going to know Old real six-foot Rocco Beck ain't going to be able to throw over that. <laughs> Get JJ Cole in there oh, now. Man. He's six-seven. He, he is six-seven, two fifty, just all muscle too, right? Yep. yep. I don't know. I like I said. I think that's going to be a great first battle. And is you and I's line is cl- close to Iowa's defensive line? No, Iowa's defensive line is going to be incredible. You know, but I think it's going to be a, a good first step to see are we you know are we going to be disciplined on on our offensive line? Are we going to be able to get that actual push that we need to use with one of our? <laughs> I got a kick out of the five running backs that they have on the depth chart. Our five starters. <laughs> I, I or 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 like I know you don't want to give anything away, but holy shit, man! Just just pull the trigger on a starter, and we'll yeah. <laughs> we'll work from there, you know. Yep. So, and whoever it is, I'm I'm pretty excited to see if that Higgins. I, I've been hearing all, all off season on what he's going to uh, what he's going to provide. Not only just his size, but you know, 
if we can get a passing game going that's outside of Xavier Hutchinson this year. Well, if we have to, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have to commit to someone else, thankfully. So, um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. Oh, no, that's how it's always going to be. But, I, I mean, everything that I've, from what I've heard, seen, I mean, like I said, at 4-8, and eight, you can pretty much say no one's guaranteed a spot, and it's it was probably true competition throughout the whole damn camp. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, we're on that two deep that came out. They have two mm-hmm. freshman starting linebackers. Yeah, that Jack. Uh, oh shoot, sorry, I have it right in front of me here. Jack Sadowski. Yeah, that, that's the one everyone's hyping about because I think the last freshman linebacker that started was Mike Rose, and, and they're saying won. like he's better than Mike Rose. <laughs> yeah, think about that. <laughs> I'm about to have a stain in my khakis after hearing that. Jesus. Bryant needs to log off now. Oh, yeah. Tr- trust me. I'm going to have to have a call a doctor if this keeps going on for a couple more hours. Yep. So, oh, um, I don't know. Jason <laughs> says roll tide. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. I don't know. It, this, this is how this is how optimistic I'm going to be. Uh, we're going to hit the over, and Iowa State's going to cover the spread. Doesn't even matter what the damn number is. We're uh, we're going all the way, twelve and zero this year to start the year, and then we'll you know Big Twelve Championship. You know the drill after that. Yeah, yeah. So, no expectations. Um, you know Iowa State's winning nine games. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, speaking of season predictions. Well, let's jump back to Iowa here, Dave. I, I know we've kind of been we, – we don't want to make it all Cyclones as much as I'd love to do that. But um, <laughs> w- what are you thinking with, with Iowa's schedule here? W- how are you feeling about uh, – how are you feeling about your season here? Uh, if this uh, – the fairness plan, the stipulation plan goes to – works, say it actually works, like, hey, we're scoring five-plus points – uh, I mm-hmm. do think we could do a nine and three typical Iowa good year. Uh, if it doesn't work, uh, that could be anywhere from five and seven, seven and five. Could be all over the map if it doesn't work. But if it does work, I'm, I do think it'll be a good year. I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited I'm to see to that tight end play with McNamara. That uh, I can't remember his name now. I just had it. Um, tip my tongue. There we go. Shocking that Iowa has an elite tight end. Again. Yeah. On say they they've had how many how many is in a row? Kittle, Kittle, um, Laporta. I'm trying to think of the guy that's been in between there. Um, Hawkins. This this is last year's schedule there, Bryant. Well, a little bit. I mean, you got Utah State. That's that's right in the top right. So okay. we've already talked about that I one. See. Was, yeah. But I yeah, just saw the say, South Dakota State on there. I'm like, what? I'm say go, going through right now. I, I mean, I'm just gonna stick up for my own team. I think Iowa State's gonna be a toss up for you. Directional Michigan win at Penn State. You think they got a shot, Dave? Uh, <laughs> that didn't sound. Look up good. that tight end, the Lakey guy. Uh, oh, I, I, I thought you were saying, oh, when I said your chances if you're going to win at Penn State. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. um, that's the game where I'm really up in the air about more than anything right now based off their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, if, the, if the stipulation plan goes well, it'll be a tight mm-hmm. game. If 
if it doesn't, yeah, I don't even want to know what it could end up being. I, I think Penn State's got the more talented team. It just seems like Kirk, for some reason, has had Penn State's number recently, and that's just, I think, some of it coming down to coaching of Kirk Ferentz versus James Franklin. Yes, I, I would agree with that statement as well. There's something about Ferentz versus Franklin that Ferentz always outdoes him in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. And uh, he knows how to keep his cool way better than that Franklin guy, too. That Franklin guy can blow the top off his head way more than a lot of other college football coaches. Well, I can't be an Iowa State fan and say that I'm okay with coaches keeping their cool. I'm okay with my guy blowing his top off every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't, give, I don't give a crap about – I don't care about who blows their top off, but that Franklin guy, if you tickled his player, get your fucking hands off him. You know, he'd, he'd say something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he'd he be the one crying to the ref for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I, would say, I, I think other than the Penn State game, like I said, that, that one I think it's going to be closer than what a lot of people believe. I mean, you, I mean, you got the rest of your trophy games at this point at, at Wisconsin, which if that's – That would be – I think that's going to be a typical Iowa Wisconsin match. Really, uh, mm-hmm. they both like they go head to head, very close games most of the time. Uh, I don't really feel like there's ever really big, huge blowouts. I always feel like it's one way or the other, pretty much. Uh, and Northwestern, they're always a mm-hmm. thorn in Iowa side. Same with same with Minnesota. Uh, the last three well, games, yeah, um, those are wins. I think. Especially that last one. The thing that sucks is Northwestern has had a completely um, normal offseason, and they've been able to focus 100% on football. So I don't know, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, Northwestern, (laughs) man. I don't think they're going to be good. Like, Not that they're going to be good, but I think they're going to be really, really bad this year. Yeah. I mean, the rest of them, Minnesota, that's just one of those. Again, Minnesota could have all the talent in the world. PJ Fleck, it's the same thing with Matt Campbell last year, finally. You gotta prove you can actually beat them before we can even predict that you're I mean, that's an Iowa win right now. Until Minnesota proves I think anything different, Rutgers win. I- Illinois, ugly, but probably a win. I don't say if you the, the big thing, like you said, if you got any offense this year, man, holy shit, you're you should have double digit wins. That shouldn't be even be a question at that point. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't say I, I like I, I agree with you hundred percent. It all comes down to if Brian's gonna do his job and it honestly I feel if Kirk gets the hell out of the way and just l- lets them play the offense. You brought in Michigan and Ohio State talent, let them play with the talent. Don't hold them to Iowa's offense of old, you know? Yeah, that's that's the one thing I've been kind of wondering is is it gonna be that your typical oh we'll run First down, pass second down. Oh, let's try to get eight yards on third. Or is it going to be like, let's let them, let's see what Cade McNamara can do. Let's see what this Luke Lake, Lakey, Lachey can do. Let's see what these people that we brought in or that came here, see what they can do for talent wise. And mm-hmm. if we just let them play to their abilities and not hold them back. 
Matthews here says Tanner Mordecai will own the Big Ten West for Wisconsin with their dairy raid offense, which yeah, <laughs> honestly, if you can have those big Wisconsin linemen, and even if it's a different system, if you can have them protecting a quarterback and he performs, it, it I mean, like every year, it's Iowa or Wisconsin. I, I think Rule's going to take a little bit longer to get established, and I think he's going to be good. Fleck, you got to show me something until we actually will consider you, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, pr- pretty easy prediction. Crazy socks aren't enough. What's that? PJ Flex crazy socks aren't enough to. Yeah. No, he doesn't oh. roll the boat hard enough to win games. Yeah, but 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 Trent, he 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 has a triple wins or not though. Well. So respect him, damn it. Okay, I suppose. <laughs> Speaking of Big Ten, Nebraska's up ten three on Minnesota as we speak. Typical Big Ten game. Oh, I, I, I don't I'm, know. Oh, I might be in the baseball section on ESPN looking at the score. <laughs> no, it's a football one. Oh, We're good. Oh, it's, it's a football one. No, was, it is a football. Florida is down is down twenty four to eleven. So we must have missed some. I don't know if there was a safety or if they went for two and got it. I don't know how the hell yeah. they got that score, but yeah. um. Since Utah's winning, future Big 12 Utah's dominating. It's just right. like our conference as always, you know. Yep. W- one thing you're going to find out too, Dave, is uh, if teams that are coming into our conference are good, they're a Big 12 product. But if they're losing, it's the old Pac-12 product. So, Okay. I just yeah, want right. to make sure you anticipate that because next week if Utah's losing, that's just the Pac-12 in them. Same thing with Texas okay. and Oklahoma. If they win, they can still be in the Big 12. If not – they're SEC teams. We don't care. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, if they're winning, fair, that's fair enough. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have plenty of losing to do once they get to the SEC. Trust me. Oh, who who do you think will be better in the SEC, Oklahoma or Texas? Texas. Really, Texas. I said it last week. I was. I said Oklahoma is going to be the new Arkansas. Sam Pittman, Arkansas. You think? I don't know, yeah. man. That I said it last I, week, man. I I can see either one, to be honest. They're gonna be I, middle of the road. Matthew's rolling his eyes there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Honestly, either one of them. I, I mean, if they can recruit as well as they have while being in the Big Twelve. Honestly, the, the other it's it's Georgia, LSU, Bama's kind of falling off. No, I would it, say it, Bama's falling off, though. Yeah, their falling off is still 10-11 wins. Yeah, we won 11 like games. Dynasty-wise, because Georgia has the current dynasty, they're wow. still in the lead. I mean, let's let's call it as it is. The SEC, and like a lot of conferences, they're very top-heavy. Everyone else in between, anyone can come in. I mean, I'm most worried about UCF coming in to start fucking with their Florida recruiting. And, I mean, again, it's Kent State. They looked amazing tonight. But, I mean... Who's to say UCF doesn't just come in and they're the big dog now? You, yeah. you know, it, it 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 is any school that's changing. I don't see it in the Big Ten, but like, oh, what if all of a sudden Oregon just starts running the Big Ten, Big Ten West, whatever it's going to be chopped into? You, you know, it, we we all we all have these hypothetical battles of Pac-12 versus Big Ten. Who's the better conference? SEC, Big Twelve, whatever. It, you know, it's going to be interesting. If there's one good thing on this, it's going to be, it, you know it'll kind of be the indicator for the next four years. Once they move, here's a, here's a full big 12 recruiting class from Texas and Oklahoma. 
how does that fare versus these SEC schools? Same thing with, with USC, who's going to be the prime target coming into the Big Ten. Here's four years of Pac-12 recruiting. How is that going to equate into the Big Ten? Kind of like when Nebraska first got in. Somehow they dominated when they first got into the into the conference, and then all of a sudden it just fell off the face of the earth. You know, yep. They were at least in conference championship games at that point. And let's not forget UCF recently won a national championship. <laughs> Last time, uh, and who is the who is the coach, Trent? Uh, no, didn't both know. of them in SEC at one point? Who? What? Didn't A and M and Missouri when they left the Big Twelve to go to SEC? Didn't they both? Haven't they both won the SEC since then? They won uh, the Missouri. Did they win their division? I think, yeah, I think. Or they, they go, went to the championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, they won uh, their division. Of, the, of Texas and Oklahoma, though, who do you guys think has the better chance of getting to that point of doing something like what AM or Missouri did? Texas. Uh, <laughs> un- still- unfortunately, it's only because Sark's been there. He's had an established uh he's had an established uh three years of recruiting and building into this system. Now, if Venables actually creates this defense like he's like he has supposedly had in Clemson, you know that can change. Because I mean, I with both of them, you're gonna have all the talent in the world that you know from that Texas pipeline that can get there, and and they're both national too. Obviously, they 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 can kind of pick and choose who they want. But now they're gonna be in the conference against all these against all these teams. They're gonna cannibalize. They're out trying to out recruit. Texas A&M. They're trying to out-recruit Alabama for these five-star recruits, you know? So, I I don't know. I Texas right now, but if Venables gets his shit together and he, you know, puts a team together in the next couple years with his system, I I mean, Oklahoma won the Big 12 God knows how many times. Dozens, you you know? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Okay. Saban didn't make a... Like Matthew said, he he's the big boomer fan. Saban didn't make a bowl game in his first year at Bama, so there we go. Huh. Yeah. Oklahoma right now is going to be Alabama the last twenty years. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I'm it, I don't know. I, I'm like I said, that's the only one thing is to to see actual conference to conference alignment rather than bowl season. You know, full recruiting for an actual large sample size compared to just the one bowl game where half the players aren't playing because. You know, folks call it now, but they, uh, <laughs> but you know, they, they don't want to play. So now you're, it's Iowa versus a Kentucky without their quarterback and running back last year. You, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't know about the only positive I can think of. But, um, well, I would say before we talk SEC anymore, because I'll be honest, I don't give a shit about SEC. Um, let, let's jump in back into Iowa State's uh, football season. Trent, what are you, uh, what are you predicting this year? Um, I, like I said, it's so hard to know right now. We don't know what our quarterback play is going to be because we've never seen any quarterback on our roster throw a pass in an Iowa state uniform. Yeah. Um, our starting running back from last year gone. Now I think our running backs are good. Cartavius Norton, I think is going to be a beast if he stays healthy. Um, again, the new tight ends. Supposedly, it's supposed to be one of the best tight end rooms they've had. Yeah. Even though there was tight end rooms with Chase Allen, uh, Charlie Kohler, 
uh, you know, um, but and the defense is going to be good. I think the defense will hold them in these games. Uh, if Iowa State gets to six and six right now, um, with everything not being known, I think would be would be good. Uh, I think seven and five would be a, just a really good year with this everything that's happened in the off season. That would be tremendous, Trent. If we went seven and five after last year, I, I yep. know we had a lot of one point games. That would be incredible job yep. that you have done in the off season here. Man. Yeah, and if, even if they go say four and eight like they did last year, people are saying, "Oh, Matt Campbell's on the hot seat." I don't. No, he's not. So, uh, if they can match that record from last year, I don't think that's a huge loss because they completely revamped the team and lost their starters two weeks before the season, you know, two weeks before training camp started, basically. So I saw this, uh, it, it was on Reddit, and I did it between our two schools here because the first off, Indiana has never had a decade. You know, some schools, they just have a decade. Minnesota back in the aughts, you know, but these teams have these decades where they just go incredible and they, you know, have a lot of wins and they kind of fall off. Uh -huh. First off, speaking of, uh, of Indiana, they never had a decade where they averaged over five wins a year. They have just Oof. consistently been – I think it was like 4.8 was their best decade ever, you know, so across 10, 10 years, which is, first off, that's absolutely incredible. You're in the Big Ten with the resources, and you've never been able to have a steady, consistently, you know, decade at that point, which got me thinking about our two schools because I, I was interested to see – because I know we were successful very early on than a century of Iowa State football and then, you know, up until recently. Right now, between our two schools, first off, our two schools are having the best decade run or the last few decades that we've ever had. For for Iowa State, while we're on the subject, right now, this decade, only three years, we're averaging 6.7 wins a, a year. Last decade, 5.1. Decade before that, 5.5. And then much less, you, you know, for the for last century up until the 1900s, where we averaged 5.7 wins a, a year. That was the one. That was the other decade, or the other decade in the last century, where we actually had a fucking nine-win season, right? Um, Iowa back, back when they only played probably six, seven games a year. Yeah, it, it, exactly. <laughs> I, I think we were nine, nine and one or nine and two that year, but. Iowa, same thing, you know, actually early on and especially in the 40s, 50s. And, you know, if you've read about your Iowa history, they really dropped down after the four or five wins down to 2.8 all the way back in the uh, 1930s. But the last three decades uh, have been Iowa can, uh, averaging eight, eight point eight wins a, a season uh, in the 2000s, 2010s, 8.3, and then 2020s, eight wins a season, right? 8.0. So, I mean, both of our teams have been historically winning the most per year in the last few decades here. But um, so I, I just wanted to throw that out there. So everyone knew like when you're talking about, hey, shouldn't should we is Matt Campbell on the hot seat? No, we're, we're in the best time it's ever been to be a Cyclone fan. Yeah, we can. We've went through a century of bad seasons. I don't think we're even going to be bad this year. I think, honestly, we have a very good shot at bowling this year. And, uh, you know, even if we didn't, I, his his seat is cool. Have, if you have went to 
been on campus, if you've been to the stadium, if you've seen the renovations they're doing in the side town and the plans, that's coming from the football. That's game. because of Matt Campbell. Yeah. Correct. So I don't think uh, I would say for, to start off not not even on the, on the hot seat here, but yeah, you know, if I'm going through the schedule, I think we get to six wins pretty easy. Uh, Northern Iowa win. We're going to bite our nails down, but we're going to pull that win out. Iowa, it's going to depend on if if Cade McNamara actually suits up here. Dude, we're just worth two minutes. Um, if, <laughs> if, I, if Iowa has an offense, that's going to be a tough one. That, that If Iowa has an offense, that's an L. It, you know, I don't think even as much as I support our backups and how big our line is, I was just a different beast, and after beating them last year in Kinnick, they're they're going to come in, and Kirk, Kirk always has them ready. He is going to have them ready for that game. But if they don't, that that's a toss-up right now. At Ohio, win. Oklahoma State, I, I think that one's a win. It's it's at home. It's I, early. Go ahead. I was say, I do too. They Oklahoma State was bad last year. Iowa State, as bad as they were in that game, still should have won that game. And again, what it could have should us we we can do that yeah. all last year. Oh yeah. Other than TCU, that one for sure. <laughs> that yeah. one hit in the ground. We we would have won if we would have gave up forty five less points. Yeah, if we would have given up forty five less points and scored ten more points, we were right back in that game. We could have held them out of the college football playoff. Oh God, you think Oklahoma State? hates us for Brandon Whedon and, and all. Imagine TCU, how much they would hate us for not only the first time, not beating us by enough the first time, <laughs> but then we hold them out the second time. Oh my Lord. They, they would hate us in Fort Worth. Um, at, at Oklahoma only because I know Matthews is listening. That's an easy dub for sure. Yeah. Put it on. Um, honestly, it, now. If, if Venables doesn't have a system in place, I, I know Dylan Gabriel is actually pretty solid, but if they don't have a defense, that's, worth what they should. I mean, Iowa State's just right back in it like they were last year. And if we don't fuck up the easiest – do you remember that fake field goal, by the way, um, that Oklahoma scored on last year? Yes. I I was sitting with Matthews, and he can attest to it in the chat. I called that about two, a minute and a half before I go. The, the, something just fell off, and we've had the crappiest special teams last few years. I go, they're going to do a, a fake, and they're going to get it. And like, lo and behold – Scored on scored on yeah. a fake uh, fake field goal there. But. Didn't they run that right up the middle? Yeah, it, I, on I, a f- fake field. Goal. How? I don't even want to look it up, but yeah, it was, it was seriously one of the easiest fake field goals. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> it's one of the easiest fake field goals I've ever seen. It wasn't even a struggle. Like someone caught on, they caught an ankle, and he stumbled but made it. No, they did. Yeah, touched two hand touch football would have scored a touchdown. Uh. You know, TCU at Iowa State, they have, you know, I think if we, what we see in Colorado is going to be the same. If, if they blow Colorado out, they win that one. I just think, I always feel like our crowd is going to keep us in every single game as well as our discipline that we've had. Um, but let's just call that one an L. You know, TCU is actually pretty, uh, pretty, pretty solid team again this year. Iowa State at Cincinnati win. I, I think losing, losing Fickle. It, actually, speaking of Cincinnati, they play um, they play an FCS school this year. I have them losing that game because their Who coach. They? Go ahead. Who do they play? I'm getting it pulled up right now. But uh, first off, an, another trivia fact: ever besides the COVID year, 
every single year there has been at least one FCS school upset an FBS school, which doesn't sound crazy, but I mean, you consider the resources that an I even an Iowa State has compared to a UNI and you know a, a lower level school like that. It, it's going to be, you know, that, that's astounding how much like App State beating Michigan and stuff. Yep. Uh, they they play Eastern Kentucky on Saturday at two thirty. But their their uh, coach came from Louisville, and he just I I don't know how he failed upwards to Cincinnati. I just have a really sneaking suspicion that Eastern Kentucky is going to upset them this weekend. <laughs> I think Cincinnati is really going to drop off. I know Cincinnati has talent as well, but I just feel like they they dropped that one early on in this in this coach's career, and it's kind of a wet fart to the start of their Big Twelve career here. <laughs> Um, at Baylor, um, if we remember our tents, we should be in it, but <laughs> Baylor seems to have our, uh, have our ass every single year. K- Kansas, I, I, can I, can I hate, hate on them a little bit? Yeah. Your podcast, do it. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> K- Kansas, everyone loved that you won six games last year and you went bowling and it is a good story. And you, because of it. You're renovating your stadium. It looks good. Lance Leipold, I think he's going to be amazing. It took the crappiest team that we've had in the last five, six years and have one of the crappiest special teams performances I've ever seen for you to win by three at home in the last minute. So that is going to be one of the easiest wins, I think, of the year. I think, And everyone's going to be shocked because Kansas went bowling last year and Iowa State, the game, I think that's going to be a very easy dub for Iowa State. Um, at BYU, I think that's a, t- I think these last three games are going to be, I'm going to say toss ups. Cause I hate to ever admit that we're going to lose, but I mean, B- BYU, I think the traveling, uh, I, I just, in their home crowd, I think that one's going to be tough. Texas at Iowa state, the crowd's going to give them everything they can, but you know, as well as I do, if they have any realistic shot at going to the playoffs, they are going to bring everything and, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feel great by committing to think we have a legit shot at upsetting them until we honestly see see who Quinn Ewers is. He he shaved his mullet off. He he looks like Mister Business now. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he'll be arched by that point. Um, and then at Kansas State, as much as I fucking hate to admit it, there I think they're going to be solid again. Kleinman is just he, he's just a dog, man. He has yeah. those guys ready every single year. I mean, early on he struggled with us, but he's got them doing what he what he had North Dakota State doing. He is, uh, like I said, I hate it. I, I think he's got a very solid program with him, man. But I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think we're going to. I'm going to be optimistic. I think we easily get six wins, and if we get seven, that's going to be a cherry on top. You know, I, I just we're going to end the season very. Uh, it's a very tough end stretch there. Uh, do, do you happen to know off the top of your head when our if we well I know we have a bye week but I guess when we have our bye week? Um, looks like I'm pulling up the schedule uh, right now, and it's you, it I can't see it. since it's we go at Cincinnati, then it's a week um, off, and then it's at Baylor. Baylor. So the the good news is we get our break after seven games. So I mean that that might be what we need at the end of the season, the nice little ramp up. Playing at Baylor, you know Kansas at home, you know it. 
I'm feeling a lot better actually knowing that it's before the Baylor game as much as we've struggled with them lately, knowing that we're going to have an extra week of prep for Aranda and, and their crew. So yep. I don't know, man. I Obviously, I'm going to have uh, cardinal colored glasses, but everything's coming up Cyclones, man. I don't see how we don't go bowling. Uh, yeah, go. Big 12 champions. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, actually, what, what am I saying? Seven wins. We're 12-0, and 0, man, with, <laughs> with ease. So, I don't know. Um, you guys got any other, I guess, major predictions for the year? Any outlandish, bold predictions that you want to throw out there? Uh, I've got nothing. What about yeah, you? Nothing. Last year, nothing. you called Oklahoma w- was going to be terrible. You called that one out. I also said Nebraska's going to be 4-0, and then they fired their coach by the end of four weeks. But I also said Texas A&M was going to be in the college football playoff. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. Actually, I remember watching. I remember seeing that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah well, shit. Let, let's throw it out there. Uh, D- Dave, who's going to be in the college football playoff? We, we got to get it in before week one. Otherwise, it's cheating. Um, Do you want the uh, – probably be the top four teams at the end of the year. I want who the most I think would answer. Okay, so I think – What's going to happen is it's going to be the top four teams at the end of the year of Michigan, Georgia, USC, and Texas. Okay. Wow. You think USC gets over that hump of of not pissing one or two games down their leg, huh? I I do. Uh, even though it's a it's an odd thing to say, but I do think the Trojans can do pretty well with Riley. Or Lincoln mm. Riley, uh, or you know the or everybody who creams their pants for SEC, it's going to be Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> you have three. Yeah, but I'm going to go no. with my first one: uh, USC and Texas. If, if ESPN has anything to do with it, there will be talking about uh, stained khakis. ESPN that would be uh, two. How long is it for the until the playoffs? Like a month. It would be a month of stained khakis by ESPN. <laughs> they would. Uh, I. Uh, I Uh-oh. personally think. Uh, Did we lose I, David? I, yeah, he. I'm not. Well, he's in there. He's coming back. Oh, here he is. But I, I think Michigan's pretty solid. I. I think the best way I heard it is Michigan is they're 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 nationally prominent, but they're built to beat Ohio State every single year. They're not built to win the national championship. Right. Um, but I, let, let's see, I, I gotta go. I gotta go do a couple like pretty predictable ones. And then I gotta go outlandish here. You, you, you ready for this one? Let's do Georgia because th- there's no way they don't dominate that schedule, man. I, I think ESPN already did their dirty work with picking Alabama all last week on game day. So they've got their bulletin board material. They're, they're going to be upset because no one picked them, right? So you're going to have Georgia mm-hmm. at one. Let's do Penn State at two. I, I think they, they finally run the table. James Franklin gets the the, uh, the monkey off his back with those two in the uh, in the uh, east. And, le- and ju- just to throw Dave a bone, let's say they beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think USC wins the Pac-12. And yeah. 
and and I don't know if you've seen my shirt, but I'm going to go very bold. And because I think it would just be the best story ever, I think at three or four, it's going to be Oregon State. How about that? Because they are sitting okay. there without a conference, and then they're in the playoff. Nobody wants you. They they a, a few things on, on why I picked that one, and, and even if they don't make the playoff, which obviously highly likely, I think they're going to be one of the top. I think they're going to be the top team, top two in the in the Pac-12. They don't play USC during the season. All of their tough games that they have to play, other than one, are going to be at home. I believe they have to play at Oregon, but otherwise they get Washington and Utah at home. Um, I think with the storyline of them getting left behind, I just think everything of everyone, all the all these doubters, as well as this, uh, um, their I believe their coach is Jonathan Jonathan Smith. Um, he's improved their their record every single year, man. I, I don't know. I I just have this weird feeling that everything combined, they're going to surprise people because because everyone thinks you know USC's going. They, they are the team to beat right now. They have the Heisman winner. They got the coach. They got everything. But um, okay, so I got Georgia, Penn State, uh, Oregon State. Uh, you, you know, and then I'm just gonna piss people off. I'm gonna choose Bama for my four seed because they they they're gonna make sure that oh no, hold on, Georgia, Penn State, Alabama, because they don't want to have the SEC teams play each other, and then Oregon State sneaking in at four. You even got what <laughs> seed they're gonna be? That that's what I'm saying, man. Because Georgia's gonna go undefeated. Like I said, the easiest schedule of a of a returning champion. So that's going to be easy. Penn state, even if they drop one of the Michigan, Ohio state games there, it's, it's the big 10. So they're going to have to ramp them up there. You can't have the sec rematch. You're going to have Bama at three and then Oregon state. They'll be what? 12 and one, I guess they would be 12 and one. They would be 12 and one going in. Um, who knows which one they drop. But I mean, if, if they even lose to an Oregon team and then beat them in the PAC 12 championship or lose one of their tough games at home, the Pac-12 honestly has a very solid conference this year before they all get broken up with Washington, Utah, Oregon State, USC. I mean, hell, even UCLA for for their middle tier. And then they just dog shit at the absolute bottom. So, I mean, they even got their easy games that they can, you know, it sounds bad, but get their tune-up games versus Cal before they play the Utah and stuff. Yep. So, Trent, who, who's in your playoffs? Uh, I'm going to go with... Georgia, Ohio State. Oh. Yep. Alabama. Jesus. Yeah. And um just say it. Go chalky chalk. Just say it. <laughs> I don't think a big 12 team gets in. No. Uh, I think, you know, Clemson, I think they're on their way back up. Give me Clemson. Okay, there we go. I thought you were going to say Michigan, and I was going to cut this pot no. off. I was going to just with you. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I picked two <coughs> SEC teams because last year uh, we saw mm-hmm. TCU get in. They didn't win their conference championship. They lost in it. So uh, I feel like they'll sit there and go, hmm, we don't have to put all the conference champions anymore. Well, let's get two teams from the SEC in. Yeah. It's going to happen. I would say because Florida State, Clemson, they're going to beat up, uh, beat up on each other. I think North Carolina as well could even sneak in there and upset some people. Yep. Um, I like that Kate uh, Klubnik. I lost a few bets against him last year, but if you ever watched him, man, I mean, once he took over, 
uh, for DJ. Oh, Ungulele. that was the other thing. Oregon State got DJ Ungulele. Yep. So I Is think he going to be their starting be, quarterback. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was finally named starter this week. Yeah. Um, but I think that Cabe Klubnik, once he took over that that offense meshed, man. I they are going to be tough. I damn it. I wish I would have thought of Clemson before, but I. Yeah, Clemson's a solid pick, man. Yeah, give me Dabo. Give you oh yeah, I I still can't get over last year him saying our program has always been nil. We're under God's name, image, and likeness. It's like okay, man, like I got it, but like <laughs> you're really laying it on thick here, like molasses, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of any other. Ooh, Bama, USC, Georgia, Michigan. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I I, I think there's only about. As much as we all love the TCU sneaking in, unless someone really pops up like an Oregon State out of freaking nowhere, yeah. it's you got about ten teams that can realistically make that playoff that the committee is going to actually want in there, you know, and and get it done, you know. So um, I think uh, outside of mine, if I had to replace anybody, it would be USC with probably an Oregon or Ooh, even. Wow. Like, uh, you know, like Chad said, like a Clemson. But if I had to replace it, like say the Pac-12 does really well, if mm-hmm. I had to replace USC, I'd pick Oregon because that uh, – what's his name? Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think – and I think those two teams too in the Pac-12 will be bat. – it'll be a battle for them. But. I'm writing down – who y'all picked? So, so, Bryant, you had Oregon State, uh, Georgia, Penn State, Alabama, Oregon State, and if and we only want to Photoshop had... well, we could throw that on Twitter and we could get roasted to hell. It would be. <laughs> and David, you had who do you have? David, Michigan, Georgia, Texas, USC. So the only other prediction I was going to say, just bold and kind of throw it out there, I think with so many good quarterbacks out in the Pac-12 this year, I think there's going to be enough upsets. And that's where I'm even worried about the Oregon State pick, is there's so many good quarterbacks that no one's really out of those games, excuse me, out there, that I think it's just going to kind of beat up. I Caleb Williams, in order to win back-to-back, man, you got to have just outlandish numbers. I, I think the... I guess it's not really a bold pick. I don't think the the Heisman winner comes out of there. As much as they have like five t- five of the top 10, 12 quarterbacks in the country, I don't think the Heisman comes through there, man. No. So, but all right. Uh, anything else you guys want to chat about, or should we get the hell out of here? Any any locks of the week other than, like I said, Utah State covering Iowa? <laughs> The uh, under hitting in the <laughs> Iowa game. Oh yeah, hitting the under. Yeah, actually, don't it's even say really Iowa lock game. of the week. I saw on the agenda the like best bets that you guys wrote down or you wrote in. Uh, I'm kind of big on the North Carolina South Carolina game this week, and uh, Drake May and that Devonte Walker, pretty yep. scary combo. I think it'll they might light up uh, South Carolina possibly. 
And Minnesota came back and beat Nebraska 13 to 10. I thought I heard Joey cheering clear yeah. from Missouri, <laughs> Florida, wherever the hell he is. I thought I could hear him cheering right now. Yeah. <laughs> a classic winning a 13 10 football game. But at least you got the thrill of the last second field goal, you know? Yep. Golly. Yep. Worst win percentage by a Big Ten team. Oh, my Lord. I, I knew Nebraska wasn't the greatest, but they're the second worst win percentage by a Big Ten team in the last five seasons. Rutgers, Nebraska, Northwestern, Illinois, Maryland. Man, I would have said Matt- Maryland was lower than they are. <laughs> I think I think Matt Rule will have them back. Uh, bold prediction from Matthews here. Caleb Williams visits the nail salon before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> what did his nail say? Like say, fuck yeah, Utah. Yeah, dude, that was it. Said it said fuck Utah. Yeah, fuck Utah. He lost right. to him twice. Yep. You can't yeah. do that. Yep. <laughs> oh god, damn! I forgot about that. Well, shit. Well, let's get out of here. We're, we're losing some steam here. We uh, we do appreciate everyone joining in again. If you can like, subscribe, share with us. To everyone to join us, we try and keep it on Thursdays at 9 p.m. just so we can kind of have a consistent time. We got some college football going at the same time. Um, guys, you want to add anything else? Tell everybody you know about us. Uh, put it on uh, repeat. There we go. Uh, watch it on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get those streams up. There you go. Yeah, we, we're the, we're actually all about to quit our jobs, and we need this revenue. So we please just need keep, it. Uh, keep playing it so yes <laughs> all right if you if you own a business sponsor us um oh yeah 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 i mean we'll we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that sponsorship one of these days yeah so all righty appreciate everyone joining